by the end of the year, I had probably put on 15 pounds. Um, I was not happy with myself. I was sad most days. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is one of our superstar clients. Her name is Jody call and she's going to share with you her journey to a healthier place. In particular, what I want you to listen for is the psychological impact of not just the pandemic that we just went through, but um, beginning to make positive changes in terms of health and fitness and how that impacted her. Um, Listen for that. I also want you to listen for the benefit of accountability So um, getting your friends and family um, at least in the know about what you're trying to accomplish and the far-reaching benefits of that. And then I also think she does a really nice job in this interview of talking about getting organized with food and nutrition and the impact that that has had on her. So listen for those themes. Here's my interview with Jody Call. I would be totally honest and tell you when I looked in the mirror, um, I really didn't recognize myself anymore. I would say 2020 really did Mm -hmm. a number on me struggling just with my, I would say my overall self-esteem, how I looked at myself. Um, I thought I was in a good place prior to the beginning of 2020. Um, I just turned 50. was going to make it a really good year, went to Florida, and then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And we, I was a employee that worked in the office full time, uh, very social, loved the interaction, very engaged um, and pushed into my, my work. Um, and we all got sent home in mid-March and uh, I'm still working at home today. Um, so that really mentally affected me. Mm. I did not enjoy being at home and trying to find like the, the positive every day, grateful for having my job and my company was still doing well. Nobody was being laid off, you know, grateful to be there to have flexibility with my parents and my family. Um, but at the end of the day, it just wore on me every Mm. single day. I started off really good, staying active, getting out, walking, trying to find ways to keep my normal routine and yeah. I feel like it just overtook me. Um, so yeah. I would say by the end of the year, I had probably put on 15 pounds. Um, I was not happy with myself. I was sad most days, I would mm. say tearful. Um, and just not the little bit I did go out, you know, it was the last thing I wanted to do was go out and interact and be social and be in front of people and get dressed and Hmm. 
Yeah. It was all a, it was all a, a face that I would put on, wow. you know, for others. Yeah. I was okay. um, not, I would say not in a good place. Yeah. So you went from kind of being this, a social butterfly that, that we know you to be right. And then within the course of that year, almost to the other end of the spectrum. Yes. I would, I would say that's a really good that's a really good uh, account of what happened to me in 2020. <laughs> yeah. And, and not even so much a social butterfly. Like I really enjoyed getting out. I enjoyed getting out, doing my job, just being around people, yeah. um, you know, going out and being social, seeing my family, my, my, my kids are college age. They're out of the house and just trying new things, being adventurous. Yeah. And it literally sucked the life right okay. out of me. My work was very demanding during that, during 2020. And I think it just wore me yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. So if we go now kind of to the end of the story, <laughs> where, like, what are, where are you at now? And what, you know, what results are you most excited about and proud of that, that you've gotten? Yeah, I would say in the last six months, I have done, I would say I've done a complete 180. I, I think what I'm most proud of is that I've actually accomplished something. I've, the biggest step for me, and it's going to sound really silly, was just physically leaving my house and going into a place that I knew nobody and I didn't mm -hmm. even know where to begin or what to do overwhelmed with what to eat, what not to eat, what exercise to do, what not to do. And what was I really even looking for? And I, I think where I'm at now is it's really not about my weight. It's not about, it's not completely about the number on the scale or the size clothes that I need to wear. I am in like, and this is gonna sound corny, such a better mental headspace. I give myself the grace to leave work, to go to my training at least three times a week, and then additional exercise time that I take for myself, because it just mentally is necessary for yeah. me to face my work, my challenges every day, the way I look at food, the way I look at eating and activity. Um, it really, I, I can't like put into words the change that I've had. Um, in addition, the changes to my physical appearance, I, I still want work to be done. Like I don't feel done on that journey, but where I am now from where I am six months ago, like for me, the biggest, the thing that I'm most proud of is the strength that I've gotten, the muscle um, that I will have people comment on just the difference in my physical appearance, which I'm, I get to be a little competitive. So that just motivates me to see, okay, Jody, at your age, you still got it in you. What can you do? What, where can you take this? Because yeah. you're not done. Um, and so I, I don't know, I was ill last week and couldn't come into the gym for almost a week. It mentally like war like it <laughs> mentally brought me down like I didn't want to go back into that headspace and it was just a simple reminder from Alan that Jody sometimes the best thing your body needs is rest and like yeah. it's like something so simple like duh 
figure it out. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. So nice. I, I think, I think I've come a long way yeah. um, mentally, which helps drive yeah. the physical fitness part of it. Yeah. It sounds like it. Good for you. So um, I'm curious about the, the things that led up to you kind of getting started. You mentioned like, go, okay, you go to a gym where you don't know what to do. You don't know anybody there. Like what, why'd you do it? Like what, what got you to, to that place? I'll tell you, it's a very personal journey. Um, I, what truly got me to walk in the door was my kids. Okay. And it's corny as that sounds, they, they could see how I struggled. They were home for Christmas break and I could keep things from them at a distance because they live away from home mm-hmm. and being home and seeing how I struggled with my attitude, my work stress, how I looked when we had to, we were going to go out for dinner or see family, even though it was still COVID, we still had to do things and hear the negativity, the way I talked about myself, it mm. made them extremely sad. And my kids are very into fitness and they're very active and always been in the sports and, you know, mom, why don't you go back to the gym? Why don't you try this? And I was just very open with them. I'm like, I don't know where I want to go. I don't know where to start. I just feel like I would stick out like a sore thumb. Like I Mm -hmm. feel overwhelmed with what to do. And it was actually my daughter that stumbled on the the weight loss challenge. Okay. And when she read it to me, I was like, all right, you know, it's going to hold me accountable, fast, aggressive results in a controlled environment. She's like, mom, just check it out. I'll come with you. I'm like, I'm a grown woman. I can do, I can at least do this on my own. (laughs) Um, So, and and so that's really what it, what I did is I never want my, wanted my family. They've never seen me be a quitter and I've never wanted my kids to be quitters, go after what you want. And so that is what forced me to get out of my car and walk in the door and then get the ball rolling. And then once I did and got talking about it, it was very personal. I didn't realize I didn't realize how miserable I really was. Hmm. And um, after I heard about the program, I literally was, if, if, if she wouldn't have, op- if Becca wouldn't have offered me a spot, I probably would have begged her to, oh. to give me a chance. Yeah. And that's all it took. And then there was no looking back. I wasn't going to quit. Yeah. So just that, that focus on that, that phrase, maybe even of I'm not a quitter, like I'm a fighter. Yeah, I uh, didn't want, and I didn't want to let a lot of people in to let them know what I was doing, because what if I didn't work? And I thought, that's just back in my old habits. I'm like, you need to be accountable. You Hmm. can't preach it and then not live it. So I let my family know, I let my coworkers know, hey, I am going to actually leave work at this time. And if I have to come back and log on later, I'm going to, but here's why. Like okay. I wanted people to know what I was doing because then I had no excuse yeah. not to go and they would hold me accountable and they wanted me to be like, Jody, log off, get oh, to wow. the gym. Yeah. It was, all, it's, it's, it was a very, it was a very positive experience for me. The more people I let in, instead of feeling the pressure, it, I yeah. don't know, it gave me more strength. Wow. That's complete that's opposite awesome. of what I would have done. 
Yeah. What, and if you don't mind me digging in a little, like what were those conversations like for you? Like I, I hear a lot and I'll kind of just frame this by kind of the, I hear a lot, like putting myself first feels guilty. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, ashamed to do that when other people are counting on me. Um, and here you, you kind of made that shift. What, I guess, what, what were the conversations like? Were you know, how, how did you navigate that? I guess that part of the sure. journey. No, that's a good question. I, I'll be honest, Nate, that was not an easy conversation with me because historically I will show everybody in my family, in my work group, a whole lot of grace to take the time that they need for themselves, for their family. It's okay to step away. It's okay to take time off, take yeah. a lunch break, knock off early. Nope, I'll do the extra running. Um, but I didn't do that to myself. I always felt like I was kind of the glue, keeping things together, being there for everybody, whatever they needed. But then when it came time to do it for myself, um, like you said, I would feel guilty or selfish. Mm-hmm. That was just something I put on me. Nobody did that to me ever. Um, And so this time around, I'm like, well, nothing else is working for what you've done in the last 20 years. Um, You know, you, you just need to be honest and it, 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 the outcome can't be worse than what it's been. So I was just very honest and I'm like, I joined a gym. I'm going to try this program. And I think it's going to give me the structure and the accountability and the knowledge that I need to get me in a much better headspace it's going to make me happier better at home and it's going to make me better at work and the more people that I let in um the more supportive they were now I did I'll be honest I didn't tell everybody that I was in a weight loss challenge um I kind of kept some of that to myself but definitely let them know what I was doing and the changes that I was trying to make and then as I the longer I went and the better I felt and people would ask me because they saw that I was consistently doing what I said I was going to do. I let more people in and honestly, it gave me more strength. I know mm. that sounds corny, but that was something I was not accustomed to doing. Yeah. Huh. So uh, at first, maybe resisting the accountability and then like you just dove in, like getting everybody around you to know what you were up to and I did. I did did because in all honesty, those that were around me over that year, my family, friends, coworkers, they saw the change as much as I would try to hide it. They, they could see it. They would worry. They would know that I'm not myself. Um, So I felt like it was the least I could do to be honest and let them into my journey because I knew everybody would support me. Um, and not tear me down or be like, how could you take all this time for yourself when I need you or the work needs you? Um, yeah. yeah, So again, it was completely trying to break my old ways. Okay, cool. Well, it worked, right? It did. It has. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I'm cute. Like I'm so, and I appreciate you digging into the kind of the, the inside, like the, you know, mental and emotional um, struggles, right. That mm-hmm. are part of it. I think those are very common for, for all of us. What were maybe some of the other things, you know, maybe, maybe a little less 
serious, but still challenges that you encountered uh, along the way? Was it, you know, scheduling, fitting in workouts? Was it getting enough rest and recovery, Mm -hmm. you know, hydrating, changing the way you were eating? Like what were, what were those pieces of the journey like for you? Yeah. So that was all a challenge for me. Um, It was a challenge for how I did my grocery shopping and how I planned my week of eating. Like I literally had to stop and not only think about what I was going to eat, how much am I going to eat and when do I do my shopping? And so that was the saving grace for working at home because Mm -hmm. it did allow me like time during the day to go out, you know, weigh my food and think about my meals for the days for the next couple of days. It really affected me with what I would buy at the grocery store because it took me a while. I took my my menus with me and when I would just be aware of the things that I should be buying um, and what's going to get me through like a week and then fact, because I didn't want to have to run to the grocery store midweek because I was already taking time off work to go to the gym. How can I make this work? Um, I bought a food scale, you know, and just different ways of approaching. And then on the flip side, not buying all the comforts that I normally bought, crackers, Mm -hmm. uh, ice cream, cereal, stuff that really wasn't on my initial diet food planning for those first, you know, six to eight weeks, Mm -hmm. because I found when I had it in the house, there would be a moment where it would call to me and I would go get it. (laughs) Um, So it got to the point where stop buying it which turned into eventually stop even walking down those food aisles. Like I would walk down the aisle and have that self conversation, you know, don't buy the Cheez-Its because you don't need them. You will have zero self-control. So don't buy them. And now it's to the point where I don't even walk down those aisles. I have a very different mindset when I, when I walk into the grocery store, Um, you know, that was, that was really big. And then factoring in, when do I eat? what during the day or on a weekend when I'm going to be doing things, I still want to make sure I'm getting in the appropriate calories and the right things and when. Um, So yeah, it's just now it's just always, always in my head. If I'm going to be gone and doing something, how do I plan what I'm eating and when I'm eating? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a big transformation, right? The way that we view food, the relationship with food. We talk about that a lot. So it, it really is. And it's not that I don't allow myself. Um, you know, I, I love a good pizza. Um, I, I do enjoy ice cream. Um, yeah. I do allow myself that, but at a yeah. much lesser amount. Um, and, and instead of a bigger scoop of ice cream, I get a smaller scoop of ice cream and I just yeah. plan it in. I have more activity or I just yeah. make sure maybe I eat that much better around that time and enjoy it and don't feel guilty. Good. Nice. Um, just kind of wrapping up, what advice would you give to somebody? I mean, if you think back to Jody of December, um, of 2020, if somebody was in that same spot feeling that way, like what, and you, you had the opportunity to speak right to them. Like, what would you say that that would help them? Um, that's really tough. I, I think I would say, and I, I've learned this myself through just going where I am right now, is to not approach it as 
I, I have a goal that I have to lose weight. I mean, you may need to lose weight, right? Um, for, for health reasons, back pain, what, what have you. But to, for me to really just break it down in smaller thoughts or smaller goals, smaller mm-hmm. habits that you set these little bitty milestones for yourself because when you reach those and you do those, it really does push you to the next and then what's next. And I don't know, I I would say that it's definitely a lifestyle or a more of a mind shift change than it is a weight loss change. At least for me, it was about all of that, but you know, I don't know. I, I feel like when I talk to people or they, they ask me about it, I definitely say that it has really become like a mental therapy for mm-hmm. me. It really t- took me out of a dark place, a darker place into a very positive, positive way that I look at myself, um, which was very necessary. And, you know, I want folks to look at me and see me as not a quitter. And I'd like everybody, I enjoy seeing, surprising myself with what I've done yeah. and what I can do. Um, I don't know. It's very motivating. Yeah. Um, it's very, in, it feels very inspirational to me. And so yeah. when I would talk about that, I hope people at least would feel and hear like the conviction in my voice yeah. um, and know that I understand how scary and absolutely terrifying it is to walk into a gym when you feel and look, feel that you don't look like you belong and you don't know where to start. Yeah. Just start somewhere. Yeah. Cool. Jody, thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Welcome back. Wasn't she awesome? Um, I appreciate so much how transparent she was, um, how candid she was about the challenges that she was having um, as a result of being, you know, isolated during the pandemic, and um, you know how she was feeling about herself. Um, ultimately, um, that you know psychological journey definitely took her to a better place as a result. So um, again, theme one for today: don't underestimate the psychological power of making some positive changes of taking better care of yourself and making yourself a priority making self-care a priority Um, it can create an upward spiral that starts benefiting you in all areas of your life the other theme that I asked you to listen for was around accountability and getting friends and family involved. Um, you could tell how that helped to support her, you know, making sure that she had time set aside and that it was um, time that was dedicated to her self-care, you know, getting her workouts in, in her case. But letting the people around her know what was going on benefited her and it can benefit you as well. You know, there's a side kind of a side point to that. And that is the benefit that caring friends and family can bring to someone when they express some concern, right? About where they're at and maybe that they haven't been themselves lately. Um, Doing that, and I'm not talking about like a huge intervention. I'm just talking about some really kind and loving comments that... um, you're there to support them 
in whatever changes they need to make to feel like themselves again. So as you're listening to this, if you're someone who has no problem, you know, making self-care a priority, but there's someone in your life who you know could benefit from it, then I encourage you to think about um, the best way to broach the subject with them, the best way to offer them, you know, maybe a little bit of tough love, but some encouragement to make whatever changes they need to in order to be their best self. And the last theme I asked you to listen for was around nutrition. You know, I love the way that um, Jody explained the benefits of being more mindful with the way that she was fueling her body. You know, it started to affect her grocery shopping. You know, she started to be a lot more intentional about it. And it gives her the confidence to have some fun once in a while. You know, she's not, like she said, she's not on this like super strict diet. I and mean, she has the things that she enjoys. She just has the confidence to know how much of that to have and to know that it is not going to derail her progress. I think that's such a wonderful, you know, destination for all of us to seek when it comes to nutrition and being more mindful with the way that we are eating. Hey, just in wrapping up, if you connect with some of the things that Jody was talking about, you know, in her before um, section of the interview, um, and you'd like some support in order to move forward, in order to figure out what step to take next, please reach out to me, nate at beginwithin.fit, and I'm so happy to be able to support you in any way I can. All right, that's it for me. I will talk to you next week right here on the Begin Within podcast. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.